In the marketing communications landscape, commercial sponsorships are often viewed as somewhere between invaluable marketing tools and a chairman's whim. Fortunately, this is beginning to change, with sponsorships maturing from mere bit players to playing genuine and major roles in delivering commercial returns and benefits. But how do we know when it's done correctly and efficiently? Salesandmedia.com decided to ask some experts and try and find out what really makes sponsorships commercial. Hi, this is Paul Gardner, and today we're talking to Tim Wattsford, who's the General Manager of the Northern Territory Major Events Company. Tim, what does the Northern Territory Major Events Company do? Paul, the Northern Territory Major Events Company, first and foremost, uh, delivers, attracts and develops uh, major event properties for the Northern Territory. Um, we are a government-owned company with, a, with an independent board that essentially was set up the better part of 20 years ago to acquire content to the Northern Territory that, A, brings visitors here uh, and, and, and creates experiences for locals as well. So in a roundabout way, we are the, the governing body for, for all major events within the Northern Territory. And do you compete with other Australian states or do you also compete with Asia, given the proximity? Absolutely both, I think, is, is the short answer to that. From a broader domestic market, yes, we we compete with the likes of Queensland, New South Wales, um, Victoria, Adelaide and, and WA uh, to try and, and bring the best content that, that is on offer. But yes, direct from our proximity to, in particular, Southeast Asia, with Indonesia only being a couple of hours, Singapore four hours, we... We try and attract content from from those markets as well, and and I think with um, with competing flights at the moment, it, it's a challenge. But that's um, that's definitely on our to do list going forward. And and given the size of the territory, is it difficult to compete with someone say a, a New South Wales or Victoria, given the fact that they essentially have more money? Yeah, no, and and spot on. I, th- I think. We are a population of the better part of 250,000 versus millions across the eastern seaboard. So I guess... That's 250,000 for the whole territory. For the whole territory, yeah. Wow, okay. So it's, um, so it's small, but yes, it's big. It takes two hours to fly from basically the Red Centre to, to the top end. So if, um, if you put it in perspective in terms of competing with the likes of Victoria and New South Wales... We, uh, we have to be nimble, we have to be agile, and we have to attract content that is com- completely unique and, and play to your strengths, I guess. So if you look at, if you look at the major events or the major projects that Victoria has, whether that be um, the Australian Grand Prix or the Melbourne Cup um, in the back end of the year and, and Vivid for the likes of Sydney uh, or even Great Barrier Reef for, for Queensland, they're, they're big attractions that, that generate a lot, of, a lot of tourism revenue year in, year out. Northern Territory doesn't have that at its disposal, but what we do have is is a, a really rich cultural and, and artistic scene, um, in particular from a First Nations perspective that that we try and promote, and both to the broader country and also internationally. I mean, you, you touched on the Indigenous or First Nations. I mean, you look at something like Alice Springs versus Darwin; they're, they're pretty different places, aren't they? So it must it must be difficult to find something that's attractive to tourists but also fulfills your, your aims and objectives? Yeah, look, it is. They, they're, they're vastly different. Um, well, we've got the Red Centre and, and the desert, for want of a better word, and, and we're lucky enough to house Uluru in, in itself, which is um, a fantastic piece of uh, of both, I guess, landscape, but also Indigenous culture in and around Yalara. So that is, that is a challenge to get people in there other than seeing the rock. Uh, I guess my primary objective is to 
get people to stick around in, in the territory for a little bit longer if, if they do come and see the rock and and the likes of Alice Springs is is an incredible place. It's it, the first time I went there a couple of years ago. It's it's an eye opener. It's it's something that I'd never seen before. Born and bred in Sydney, so I guess the literally you drive thirty minutes, you don't have phone reception, and, and you're off the grid. So that's um that's something you don't get to experience anywhere. So I think my job in particular is to is to get people there, and, and usually that's on the back of an event or a major project, and, and give them an excuse to stick around and, and see a bit more of the broader landscape. How do you measure ROI? I mean, given the fact that it, it is all over the place and, you know, you may get a number of people to go to Uluru and then come to Darwin straight after it. I mean, how do you measure success? Is it based on room nights booked or, or how do you do it? Yeah, first and foremost. So we're, we're doing a big push as the company now and, and since I've been in the chair for the last couple of years to drive much more of a visitor market. The company uh, was set up to effectively service more of a local market, um, if that makes sense. So do events to make the livability of Darwin and Alice Springs that much better. What we're shifting towards now is, is exactly your point. We're, we're trying to drive a market that is attractive for visitors and, and get them to stay. And, and how we measure that, you're dead right. So people in bars, restaurants, um, filling hotel rooms, uh, making sure that we drive an economic impact on the on the back of our events. And, and I think further to that is it's to get locals out of home and, and experience what Darwin and Alice Springs have as well. So that's more of a stimulus perspective, just making sure that the local economy is, is moving on the back of our events. So I think if, if I was judged year in, year out, it's definitely, back to your point, it's, it's putting people in hotel rooms and, and making sure that the bars and restaurants are, are full. Tim, you've obviously been in the role for a little while. As you said before, you're a Sydney boy. I mean, and you're clearly, it's a, it's, a, it's a rather large leadership role. I mean, what attracted you to the position in the first place? Mate, really good question. I, I, I've done a, a pretty successful career in the administration of sport from, I guess, all corners, mostly commercial, Australian Rugby Union and, and most recently the NRL. And and the, the opportunity to, to come and test myself in an environment that is completely unique and, and unrelenting, I'll say, Paul, um, was, yeah. was too attractive to, to pass up. And I think in, in part the board has been really supportive of my vision to a, grow the business to where we are today and, and also refine my skills as a as a contemporary leader. Um, we, we've really done a significant piece of work over the last 12 months to look at different ways on on what makes people tick, first and foremost, and, and create a culture that that I feel is is second to none. What, what we're doing is really empowering and enabling um, everyone from you know, the, the receptionist through to the board to make sure that they all know their, their spot first and foremost and also they have buy-in to what our company strategy is. So from a, from what attracted me was was probably to refine my engagement and leadership skills um, in an environment that, that, is, that is a hard one to navigate uh, at the best of times. Sure. So when you look at the, the weather, there's obviously seasons. I mean, do you, do you try to attract events for the whole year or are there certain seasons where you want to be more popular than others yeah it's a, bit, it's a bit like all other tourism i guess agencies around the country we've everyone's got kind of a, a four seasons approach so to give you some context uh, in, in darwin we're currently sitting in the wet season which is which is kind of february march uh, and over the christmas break which is traditionally our very low season and historically people have left darwin for December, January, and, and that's also the same for Alice Springs if I use those two kind of key cities in the Territory. It's, right. it's the opposite. It's, it's incredibly hot. It's over 40 degrees and it's quite uncomfortable to live there. So what 
what we try and what we're trying to do now is our dry season, which is very comfortable mid twenties, great time to be in in the top end in particular through the through the winter months traditionally for the eastern seaboard states, which is May through to kind of September October, is um, not a cloud in the sky, uh, guaranteed not to rain, a really great environment to to come and visit. I'm sure you can probably appreciate with that comes events, festivals, and and everything in between to to get tourists here. So what what we're trying to do now is, and, and what's on our scorecard, is to push people into the shoulder period, so at March, April, or, or, or kind of October, November, and, and develop our low seasons, which is the kind of December, January, February periods when it's when it is low. So it's um, it's a challenge. Um, it is we're competing with with those agencies, like I said, and if, for example, with a wet season, we're competing with the likes of of a summer in Sydney, which is which is pretty hard to beat. So. That's um, that's well and truly on what we want to try and do going forward is to really develop a, an annual portfolio of attractions that um, that get people here to, to experience everything the Territory has. We're talking to Tim Watsford, who's the General Manager of the Northern Territory Major Events Company. Tim, when I looked at the portfolio of events you offer, it, it's very broad. You've got fishing on one hand or million-dollar fish. <laughs> yep. uh, you've got car racing. You've got, obviously, First Nations uh, Indigenous work. You've got light shows. You've got rock concerts. I mean, how, how do you balance that all up? How, how do you work out as a leader which are the ones um, you want to go for, which are the ones aren't going to work for you? How, how do you do this? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting question. We, you're, you're dead right. We're, we're looking at we're looking at everything, and I think if it boils down to the comment I said before, you look at what makes um, us unique first and foremost, but also what's going to get people on a plane, and, and thirdly, what's going to make the people living in the Territory proud to, to be a part and, and get them out and offer them something that they would experience living in other metro city is, is probably the three the three key steps you, you kind of go through when you look at a process. You're, you're right, we, we have a really rich Indigenous culture that we've managed to foster through the likes of Pachama in, uh, in Alice Springs, which is an Indigenous light festival. And, and to put simply, we, we get artwork from the traditional owners in and around Alice Springs and, and put it up in lights. And an example of that is the McDonald Ranges, which is a two-and-a-half-kilometre canvas, so to speak, that sees um, some amazing artwork uh, being projected um, in the latest technologies that's you know used for the likes of Vivid and whatnot. I guess going to the other end of the spectrum, we are a fishing-mad top end. It's it's the best place to fish in Australia if you want to try and catch a barra. I haven't caught one yet, but I'm, I'm trying to. Um, You've got to try and catch the million dollar one, I think, if you can catch one. Well, I think because it sits under our um, sits under our banner now, it's a bit unfortunate that I can't that I can't catch it. But look, that's a that's an event that um, we've partnered with BetEasy, and and they're doing some amazing things in terms of developing that event, and that contributes alone about ten million to the economy through you know petrol boats, wow. bait and tackle, and the whole the whole work. So that's an um, that's a project that will be with us forevermore, and. The million-dollar tag hasn't gone off yet, Paul, but plenty of $10,000 tags have. And I think if you look in the other end of the spectrum, we've got, that, we've got that period in the middle of the year when it is cold and wet in Melbourne and Sydney, so we've decided to put on a, a pretty big national music festival that's, um, that's going from strength to strength. So that's attracting Australia's best artists and, and artists from across the, across the world to, to Darwin in what is traditionally a, a great time of the year where we've kind of used that uniqueness once again um, to, to, to capture hopefully some travellers and, and, and do an event for the locals 
that um, that is on on the national festival calendar. So, mate, you're right. It's broad. We're always open for business. Is kind of what we say. And I think another part of that I, I can't underestimate is the local food and, and culinary scene in around Darwin. There's um, it's quite a diverse population, and and we have. We have um, we have a variety of events and festivals through the dry season that um, that caters for much more of a local contingent. Tim, you, you mentioned before about Bet Easy. I want to talk about sponsorships for a moment. I mean, you are you are a government organisation, so the Northern Territory does fund you. Yeah, correct. I think I think the and and the, we are a government owned company, I suppose, for want of a better word, but we're funded to a portion. So. Everything that we do is is funded, absolutely, but it could be fifty percent or it could be eighty percent. So, to make how how, how, how do I decide between fifty and eighty uh, percent? It depends on what depends what we can generate through through corporate revenue. I guess is is a, is a good way to put it. So, as you mentioned, Bet Easy is is a good part of that, and what we do the Darwin Supercars Roundup here. We, we need government funding to make sure that tickets are affordable and. And um, everyone has a chance to, to get along, um, but we also need to sell tickets and corporate hospitality and, and corporate sponsorship. So we're a we're a funny little business um, in terms of how we operate. So in, in I guess in part we're trying to become a self-sustaining business, for want of a better word, to to rely less on government funding, I suppose, over the next five to ten years as part of our strategic objectives, and and generate more of a a commercial, um, a commercial environment for our for this company to, to survive and, and grow. So let's let's talk about that from home because you mentioned before the small population in the territory compared to the especially the eastern states, yeah. and clearly the large majority of of uh, firms and, and organisations and businesses, large businesses, are based in either a Melbourne or a Sydney by and large. I mean, how how do you attract them? To invest in a sponsorship in something in the Northern Territory, what, what what's the appeal for them? Look, that's um that's probably one of the most challenging questions I've had in the in the past two years. We our environment locally is um is currently pretty tough. We're we're kind of a boom and bust town from a from a Darwin perspective. Alice Springs is a little bit more resilient, but you're right. We don't have any major uh, major businesses that are that I guess are centrally set up in in the Northern Territory. So. Our biggest asset is the fact that we can market to a national audience now. So, if I look at it from a from a branding or an eyeballs perspective, we've got a we've got a fantastic um, we've got a fantastic opportunity to to portray a brand either for a six month period through the million dollar fish, which we've spoken about, which is a great chance to to make sure that that brand is up in headlights for a longer period of time, or we've got Darwin Supercars and, and Base in the Grass, which is incredibly targeted so you know it's a week or it's a couple of days that they've had a chance to activate but it's it's usually in a time where it's a, a lower market in those eastern seaboard so we're giving we're giving brands the opportunity to to i guess activate and be in market when traditionally they, they wouldn't be if you look at it now and say okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in a in a program in the northern territory which ones can i do i've got supercars yeah but i can do supercars in a lot of states i can do bathurst or whatever i want to do uh, I could do um, a music festival. Yeah, I can do music festivals in a lot of states. I can you know, sponsor Queen if I wanted to. But the, the one to me is, is, is your First Nations. I mean, that's, that's clearly your point of difference. I mean, how, how important is that out of all the things you offer? How important is that as, as a major event for you? Yeah, it is. I think if we look at Pachama, uh, a festival in light, um, I would I'd probably go on a limb and say that that is our most prominent event. It's, it's what is seeing the most growth year on year um and it's 
and we're seeing the data that's coming out in particular from um, a Southeast Asian touring contingent. They they want to experience what what First Nations or Indigenous culture is, I guess, live. And 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 Pachama is is that point of difference which we mentioned. So what what we do with that is they have a chance to see the artwork that they traditionally wouldn't see other than on a canvas um, live, and they get to have a chance to to speak with the actual artists themselves from traditional country and and hear their stories and and how and how that artwork became to be what it is. If I was going out and saying that, that where's where's our growth and, and our where should this business target its its investment going forward, you're dead right. Every city has a supercars. Um, we're trying to be a little bit different in the way we deliver our supercars for Darwin, but our, our targeted um, investment should be aiming at, at, um, at Indigenous culture and, and what what is truly unique to, to Australia, um, but more so um, Northern Territory. Tim, just, just on that point then, if I'm a client and I'm in Sydney and I decide I might be interested in the supercars, is, is, am I going to choose the ones in Darwin over the one in Melbourne or, or Bathurst? Is it on price? Is, is price important for you or is it really the unique uh, situation that the Territory offers? Price is, price is always important, we'll, we'll say first and foremost. We, we want to try and generate more commercial revenue or, or more corporate revenue because, in effect, Paul, that makes the event better. Our, our design isn't to pay a dividend. As I mentioned before, we're a, we're a government-owned organisation, so all the money that we effectively generate or all the funding that we generate, we put back into the events to, to make it better. The point of difference is is where Darwin Supercars sits. I, I can safely say that... Supercars teams and drivers, in particular, I think this is one of the best rounds on on the circuit, based on its mm-hmm. on its climate, its its attitude to to supercars. If if you sit in in Darwin CBD throughout the week of supercars, mate, you get cut out. Put it that way. There's there's plenty going on, and and it's a and it's a supercars overload. It really takes over the city, and I think that's an advantage that we have over your major ones, being Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, as an example, where when you when you literally land and step off the plane, you're in supercars mode for the better part of ten days. So you kind of you kind of really feel it, and that that's once again an, an advantage to us versus you know your bigger cities. So we would really try and sell it in that, and and I'd say that again, it's the same for for Bass in the Grass, which is our which is our large music festival. You you'll feel it and see it beyond the gates of entry. I suppose is what I'm trying to say, and it's um okay, so the whole the whole town embraces it. Absolutely. So, so we are a small town. We're a regional town, from one or better way. But everyone gets behind it, and everyone has fun. So, um, when when our events are on show, you know it. And the same fellow Springs with Red Center Nats, which is a sister event from the juggernaut of Summer Nats in Canberra and Pachama. It's the same. You kind of step off the plane, and you and you know you're in event mode, and you know why you're there. Tim, you talked about how you measure success in terms of room rate. How do you help the clients and sponsors that come on board? How do you help them measure success? It's a, it's a it's a challenging market. Well, I think um, Paul, you and I have spoken about this at length. It's um, it's a market that uh, is ever changing. The the days of I guess slapping a logo on a jersey or a or a supercar uh, are slowly dying. So media exposure obviously is very important for some of the brands. But what we're trying to do is is look a little bit differently and offer the clients a return on investment or or I guess one of a better word return on on objectives. So we we go out pretty quickly and and work out what what the brand wants. An, an example of that is we're currently in market for an energy provider, noting kind of the energy reserves that and mining reserves that the territory has. We would love to hear what the objectives are from the sponsor first and foremost. And and what we're finding is it's it's not it's not an exposure play. It's it's how do we 
A, put maybe money in the business's pocket, but B, how do we give back to the community and, and how do we intertwine ourselves with the community and, and the current landscape in the Northern Territory is, is a challenging one for energy. So we're, we're trying to play in that um, that social area from a from a big brand perspective um, and, and a first, well, firstly, listen and, and secondly, come back with options and we're also in the in the banking space at the moment as well, where we are a small to medium sized business now. We we carry a lot of revenue, um, and we need we need a banking partner that helps us as as well as putting money in the bottom line of the bank. So we're looking at different ways of, of working with them, which is quite a refreshing way to do it. But I, I guess it's safe to say we we would listen first and foremost on what the objectives are and and try to provide a return. Just as we close out, the obvious question at the moment is is coronavirus. I guess that's the whether it's a pandemic or a Spanish flu or whatever it is at the moment, being close to Asia, is that a, is that a dramatic effect on, on the Northern Territory? Look, it hasn't yet. I think we're in the same basket with the rest of Australia. It's it's very challenging on a tourism market. We're all reading and, and seeing about it. We're, we are seeing some cancellations through tourism bookings at the moment, which is making our targets for our events that much harder. Fortunately, this year we've been quite resilient. So... Um, to your question, mate, I don't think it is, from an events perspective, having an impact yet. But I think it's it's a watch and wait. We are very much in tune with our counterparts in the Department of Tourism to see what what they're doing and how they're reacting. The proximity to Asia thing is is a is a problem, yes. But I would suggest it's exactly the same problem that people within Australia aren't aren't travelling as as whereas whereas they might have before. So. We are in early stages. Um, I think we'll, over the next month to six weeks, we'll really understand what it is meaning for our business and the broader tourism in the Northern Territory. But, um, but I'd also go out, and go out and say that the, you know, the bushfires from the eastern seaboard that, you know, tragically ripped through a big chunk of the country at the at the turn of the year is um, is also impacting on tourism more generally as well. So there's there's a few challenges here that, that we've got to try and navigate. Um, we're hoping that we offer something that, that still gets people on planes and gets them up here and also servicing the local community. But um, the matter is a problem and, and we're hoping that um, that it's resolved relatively quickly. I'm talking to Tim Watsford, who's the General Manager of the Northern Territory Major Events Company. Tim, in closing, uh, if, I'm a, if I'm a potential sponsor listing right now and you want to give me the, the pitch for the Northern Territory, just just, just give me the, the one thing, why now? Why now and why Northern Territory? Uh, in short... We are, we are experiencing significant growth. We're up across our portfolio of events. We've spoken to supercars, Basin the Grass and Parchment in particular. We're north of 25% growth rates year on year uh, and we're starting to challenge those bigger events on the eastern seaboard. Um, my pitch to, to corporates now is is getting it at base level um, and, and come with us on a journey where we want to we want partners for a longer-term commitment and, and we want to we want to bring them in at, at where we are at the moment in, in terms of ground level. So there's um, there's plenty of opportunities for us to work with partners. There's a variety of assets. And and I think the way that we're approaching events and, and corporate sponsorship in particular is is a really different and innovative way. And we're, we're happy to have a discussion with anyone around how we can help grow business. And that's probably what I would say first and foremost around coming to do business in the Northern Territory. Well, there, Tim, you get a, you get an interview and you get it free ad at the end, so that's not a bad story. <laughs> not a bad, not a bad way to finish. Uh, Tim Watson, General Manager, Northern Territory Major Events Company. Thank you so much for your time today. Good on you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you.